Hey, this is Megan Rapino, and I'm Sue Bird. We've decided to turn our crazy IG live show into a podcast for your listening pleasure. Enjoy the show. A Touch More. New episodes of A Touch More drop Tuesday only on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Be sure to subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Blue Wire. Hello, everyone, and welcome to, I have no idea what this episode is, actually. I think it's 27. It might be 28. Um, We're going to go with 27. That's what's in the notes. Um, I am one of your hosts, Bree Rust at Breezy Flea, and I am joined by my co-host, Miss Brittany Mollis at Bird's Eye View. Hello, Brittany. Wave to the people. Hello, people. (laughs) And Meredith Kane is with us at MK on Sports. Hi, Mare. Hello, ladies. It's been a few weeks. We are sorry that we missed you last week. Uh, I know we all have had a lot going on. Um, We are all still in lockdown, still working here and there. So we wanted to kind of kick off with just getting caught up with what's been going on and just talk through a couple of things COVID related and mental health and just our our state of minds, because we had no idea what day it was today. (laughs) You texted me at five and you're like... Are we doing a show tonight? And I was like, oh my God, it's Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. I, I've been working so much that like the days are just blending together, unfortunately. I know. I know. Same. Brittany, you want to kick, kick off our first segment? So we'll get into some sports, you guys, but we think yeah. we have some, some important things we want to talk about and share more, maybe a more serious segment than we've been, but an important one. Listen, before I start, I warn them, hey, guys, you might not want to do this from the beginning because it might be kind of a downer. It's not going to be a downer. (laughs) But here we are. Also, it's kind of scary because I have a sore throat today and I'm terrified. Yes. Listen, I, okay, can we just rewind for a minute? Because I got my symptoms on podcast night. So this is a very bad trend that we're starting. I'm terrified. What am I going to do? Meredith, you had a fever. I know you're blaming allergies, but I'm on to you guys, both of you. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I um so I turned my phone on silent. So I was not actually conscious when you texted us saying, Hey guys, it's Tuesday. Um and then I like I like cracked my eyes open and I saw a notification from Bree and then also a, a response from Brittany and I was like, Oh shit. So I opened up my phone and it said, Hey guys, it's Tuesday and I was like, Oh shit. So I just like ran straight into the shower because I'd been like passed out on the couch since I got home from work. And then I realized halfway through my shower that I never responded to you guys. Cause I was like, and then I was like, Oh no, I hope they don't think I'm ignoring them for any reason. No, it's fine. Um, but no, as far as like, I don't know about you guys, but you know, we haven't done the show in a few weeks and yesterday I was, you know, Jenna, I think yep. she's probably in this chat right now. I went over to see her before she went back to Florida and all day long yesterday, like I was on the verge of tears and I, I showed up at her place and I was like, I think I'm like going crazy. I think like mentally I'm just like shot and I don't know what's wrong with me. And she's like, well, did it just come on all of a sudden or like, has this been building up for, I was like, no, it's been building and building and building. And I read this article today on ESPN, it was about Michael Phelps 
and the title was, you know, something along the lines of, was it, um, I've never been more overwhelmed in my life. And you would think that, you know, being at home and we're getting, theoretically, we're supposed to be getting more like gym because we're home more, we're doing, but something's happening. And, you know, he went on, I'm going to read some quotes from this because I feel like a lot of people can probably relate to it. And I felt like I did, you know, when I was reading it today, I was like, oh my God, like, this is exactly how I feel. So he said, the pandemic has been a challenge I never expected. All the uncertainty being cooped up in a house and the questions, so many questions. When's it going to end? What will it look like when it's over? Am I doing everything I can to be safe? Is my family safe? It drives me insane. I'm used to traveling, competing, meeting people. This is just craziness. My emotions are all over the place. I'm always on edge. I'm always defensive. I'm triggered so easily. He said, there are times where I feel absolutely worthless, where I completely shut down but have this bubbling anger that is through the roof. If I'm being honest, more than once I've just screamed out loud, I wish I wasn't me. And <laughs> guys, I read that today and I almost started crying for like the fifth time in like two days. Yesterday I was sitting here and I was on I was zooming with a friend of mine and I started crying. And Joey, my little cat, she came in the room and she started meowing because she saw me crying. And her meowing made me cry harder because I was like, oh, my cat feels bad for me. I'm such a sad person that even my cat knows that I'm pathetic. But like, you know, I've noticed I had I don't have Instagram right now and I don't have Snapchat anymore. Um, Last week, I deactivated Twitter for, I don't know, like four or five days. Um, I just and I noticed something today. Somebody said something to me and, you know, normally when people are mean or nasty or whatever, like I'll make a joke of it. Mm -hmm. I won't pay much attention to it. But today somebody like said something and I just responded and I was like, you know, shut the hell up. And like, that's so out of character for me because I'm not, I hate being mean. And as soon as I said it, I was like, Brittany, like that wasn't, why did you do that? You know, Brittany, can I ask you, because I feel a lot of questions for you, and I'm sure Meredith does as well, but you do deactivate uh-huh. yourself on Twitter quite a bit um, uh-huh. here and there. And yeah. I think I know why you do it. But can you just explain for for our listeners what that means to you? Because it's just, you know, like he was talking about, there are things that you can cut out of your life temporarily just to give yourself a break. Because even you know, it's not about being soft or being sensitive. And that's, people automatically jump to that. They say, well, you know, you put yourself out there and if you can't take it, you shouldn't do it. And, you know, you're just real soft and you're real sensitive. If these people had to deal with like a third of the bullshit that, not just me, but like a, a lot of, especially women, you know, on so if they had to deal with a third of the bullshit that we have to deal with, they'd last like a week and they'd be out. I mean, is that not true? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think I could put up with half of what you put up for even an hour. <laughs> like oh. it would probably, I mean, and I've told you this more than once that I just, I'm so admi- like, I admire you so much for how well you handle everything because I've got, for what I do, it's not great. Cause people in my industry have to have really thick skin and I've gotten better about it over the years, but man, I still like everything I take personally. And if I just, if I had even a, a fraction of the shit that you deal with on Twitter. I just, I don't, I don't know what I would do. I just, I don't have the emotional strength to handle it. 
I know well, I don't. That's the thing. Like even, you know, I'd say like 90% of the time, these things that happen, they don't bother me. But I feel like lately, and it's not because, you know, being cooped up at home, because that's something that I was used to months before. I was doing that back in like November, December, January, because, you know, I had that skin condition where I would break down to hives when it was cold. So like, that's something that I was used to already doing and it was fine. So being cooped up, that doesn't bother me, but you know, that leaves more time when you can't go places and you can't do anything, then you spend more time like on social media. Like everyone does that. Um, even, you know, people that work, they still, when you're at home and you have extra time, that's what you do. And I've noticed that not just me, because I've noticed that I have been meaner lately and, you know, more easily triggered, but everyone across the board has, and everything is now an argument time. Like you can't say anything anymore. And like when I'm already in like a fragile sort of place, you know, mentally, um, the littlest things, and it won't seem like much, they'll just set me off. And that's when I know that it's time to, to get rid of this stuff for at least a couple of days. I know I have to eventually come back because, you know, I, I have things that depend on this. I have you guys that, you know, we're all in this together and I still love doing this with you guys every week. So I know that's a thing. Um, you know, if I write, I've had people ask me why I don't write anymore. Um, and that's another thing, by the way, this is all very hard for me to talk about. I don't know if that's coming through. Yeah. Yeah. I've had a really difficult time putting into words lately. What's been wrong because, you know, people notice, they notice that I'm not the same as I was months ago. And I have a hard time articulating. I have a hard time processing pretty much emotions in general. So, you know, this is all like a lot for me to do, but they ask why I'm not writing anymore. And that's because, you know, I, when I used to write things, when I had, I still have a blog, I just don't do it anymore, but it used to be, you know, personal things. And I always felt like if I could open up to all these people about something personal, I know there's people out there that are struggling with the same thing or something similar, and it would help them to not feel like they're so alone in something. And I think, you know, for a long period of time, that really did help a lot of people. Um, but as time went on and, you know, people got more harsh, became a lot harder to do that. So sitting here talking, which I much prefer writing over talking, sitting here talking is just like torture for me right now. But when I see something that I think needs to address and I saw this article today and I was like, all right, well, I think this is a good time to talk about this. I had hoped that this, you know, pandemic and all of us being cooped up. I remember talking about this on a podcast, you know, months ago, where I said, I hope that everyone appreciates, you know, their family more. I, we all spend more time on Zoom, talking to friends, doing stuff like that. I said, I hope that, you know, we start to appreciate what really matters again. And it seems like it has gone completely awry. Like all of that just went completely out the window. And now we're just sitting here fighting over everything all the time. And it's just like enough. Yeah. I don't know how to fix it though. Like I have no solutions. Well, first, thank you for sharing everything. I know it's not easy. Thank you Um, so much. And I know you're opening yourself up for potentially more criticism from people out there. I'm sure. But you're getting a lot of really positive comments in the chat and we see you. Um, There are a lot of good ones out there, but 
you know, Brittany, you kind of touched on this. Last week I was I was working a lot. Um, I shared with you guys my personal experience with COVID a few weeks ago, and I've actually been dealing with some health issues of my own outside of COVID, but I haven't gotten answers. That's been weighing on me. My work life, being at home, trying to parent my children all day long while working full time. Um, And that's part of the reason we missed the podcast last week. But someone made a really rude comment to me as well on Twitter last week. And, And much like you, Brittany, I didn't, I typically don't, let those things get to me. But for some reason, this one comment got under my skin because I had posted about my son. You all know little dude. Like he, he just, Mm -hmm. he's a, he's a huge part of my life, obviously. And the comment was just about how this isn't Facebook and that person didn't want to see posts of my kids anymore. Mm -hmm. And, and they wanted to see my Cleveland Browns posts. And I literally like almost started crying because I was like, what? Like when, when did it, we get to a place where now our own personal social media accounts need to be catered to what other people want to see? Like, right. And, and I, I, you know, I was joking with you guys last week, but I have to say, I really missed this podcast and the interaction I have with both of you because it is an escape for me. And it's, it's just like chatting with my two girlfriends and, and it makes me happy. And I didn't have that last week. And you know, just dealing with everything else happening around the world. It's nice to just have these little moments of escape. And that's what Twitter is for me. And I discovered TikTok, which sounds so stupid. And I'm way too old for TikTok. But let me just tell you, you guys. No, you're not. Your TikToks are perfect. Oh, my God. Wait, do you have TikTok too? Uh, I don't. I'm thinking I think I might download it. So I told you guys, um, a friend of mine, got laid off. She worked for iHeartRadio and she did not survive the the iHeart layoffs. And so she started TikTok. She loves dancing. It's like one of her favorite things. And so now she's putting all of her dancing on TikTok and it's amazing. Like her videos that she puts together are, and she's our age. So it's not like she's a, like a, she's a millennial just like us. And like just seeing how happy her and then Brie coming out with TikTok and her kids doing funny things on TikTok, I was just like, you know what? I don't think I have the creative capacity <laughs> to do my own, but I might download it just so I can like follow the people that make me happy. Yeah. yeah. You know, like it, I turn like, it's so, it sounds like so stupid, but I went to TikTok and I was just enjoying watching what other people post and they were funny and they were authentic and they were themselves and they didn't care. And I didn't see the mean comments or the backlash and the the difference between going from that to logging onto my Twitter, like you were saying, Brittany, like everything is a fight. Everything is an argument. Everything. Who's wearing a mask? Who's not wearing a mask? Um, the Armad, um, I'm gonna I'm t- gonna totally butcher his name, but but that whole situation where he was shot while going on a jog, like all of these things were happening, and and just fighting with people over things that we shouldn't be fighting about. Like nobody nobody should go out for a run and be threatened, like have their life be threatened just based on the color of their skin. And the fact that people were trying to justify why he was shot, like just so, just so many things um, that, yeah, I, I haven't been on Twitter all that much either because I just don't need to be taken down to that place either. No, it's like at some point Twitter became Facebook and it's so hard to deal with. Like, 
90% like I just and today when I said that I was like wow that was so out of character I should not have said that but I didn't delete it because I <laughs> like you deserved it yeah I, like, I have and then I, I go down these rabbit holes where I'm like okay like where has being nice all the time got me you know what I mean yeah. like why am I always nice why do I try to be nice why do I try to to be a good person and then that takes you down like this weird dark hole and you're like okay yeah. let me get out of that one because <laughs> I don't want to be a jerk all the time, but like, I could at least understand why people are so mean because what else are you going to do? I I don't know. I have, again, I have no solutions. I don't know what to do, but I know that this is just too much. I had a, I had that moment on Twitter a few weeks ago where I like snapped and went off on a person who I guess had said, oh, by the way, that was just a joke. Mm. And I like, I immediately felt bad. So I sent him a Snoop Dogg gif because I don't know how else to apologize other than in gift form. Um, <laughs> but like I was sitting there and I was like going back and I was like, oh, okay, I can see how he was joking, but I could also see how I took his comment personally, you know? And it was just yeah. one of those things where I should have reacted differently. But in the moment I was just so heated that I, I like, I just lost my shit in 280 characters. Yes. So. And then another thing I think about too, sorry I keep going, but these are no, all things. No. No, now, now that I talk, I have all these things to say. This is our so, escape. Like, <laughs> you know, I've been thinking about our podcast and like putting content out there and stuff. And sometimes, you know, with the way everything is, I feel like anything that I say or like anything that I would write or put out there, I'm just like, yeah, but who cares? You know what I mean? Like in the grant, like, why does anyone care what I would have to say about anything anymore? And then that makes me want to just, you know, anytime I get stressed or overwhelmed or anything, I either my immediate reactions are to completely run away. Like I was, I was this close to jumping on a plane today. <laughs> I, I, I know because Jenna was going back to Florida and I was like, you know what? As I showed up at her place, I was like, what if I just book a ticket right now and just go to Florida? I and mean, like, this is on my mind. It's only like $12 to go down there right now. So, <laughs> but this is what I do. I'm like, okay, I need to get a, like, I, that either happens or I like go into the shell and I don't talk to anyone or, you know, and I, I can't do either of those things. Like I have responsibilities. I have, you know, I have to work every day. Like I can't just, crumble but like that sort of leaves you in this place where you don't know what to do and you don't know why you keep doing things you're doing because you know you you keep trying to 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 do good things and when all you not all but like a lot of what you get back is you know negativity and backlash and all kinds of like harshness you when you're in a fragile place anyway you kind of start to believe these things about yourself you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's I think, tough. Yeah. So I think one of the, the hardest parts about all of this is regardless of what people do or don't want to admit, we're all scared. We're, we are because, and, and even the, the people who are trying to be like the tough Dales and saying that they're not going to wear a mask or whatever, like they're scared too. Yeah. We all are. And I think that when people get scared, they lash out. And on top of that, there's no light at the end of the tunnel right now because we can't look at this and say, okay, well, baseball's going to come back on July 1st and then football's going to start on August 1st. You know, like there's no solid 
end date for it. You know, it's not mm-hmm. like, you know, like if, if you want to use like the gym as like, as a comparison, like if you're working out and you're like, okay, well I I'm dying right now, but I only have three more sets and then I'm going to be done and I'm going to feel better. Like mm-hmm. we don't have that right now. We don't have this. Okay. Just lay low, be good. And then July 1st, it's all going to be over. Cause we don't, we don't know that. And it like, it changes every day and every state and even like within states, especially like the larger states like California and Texas and, you know, and Virginia, they all have like different policies just in their local governments, not necessarily a statewide thing. So you've got, you know, a hundred different governors and, or, you know, a hundred different lawmakers handling this in a hundred different ways. Mm-hmm. And it changes almost hour to hour. And I think that's what makes people even more scared is that everything is so unknown. And so that's sort of like where I am right now, because like, I'm scared every day, like every day, like I don't go to the grocery store every day, but every time like I go out to the store, I'm worried that I'm not always doing the right things or staying distant enough. Like I started running again because my gym is closed and like mm-hmm. I went running on Sunday and I was at Lakewood park and like people were getting right in my face. Like I had a woman who was just elderly and she was this far. I'm like motioning about 18 inches. And I was just like, and I gave her this look and I was like, how, why are you getting this to me? Like, and so then that, so like, like I'm almost glad it's been raining for the past two days because it's, it's kept me from going out running because I get to run when it's nice. And then I, and then I get angry because people at, you know, in Rocky river or at Lakewood park or at Edgewater beach, wherever I want to go and like people are shoulder to shoulder, elbow to elbow. They're not moving. Like my biggest pet peeve is when you big wide sidewalk and people are walking straight up the and they don't bother to even move to the side. And that happens all over the place. And I'm sitting there thinking like, why, why are you acting like this is not a problem? Yeah. You know? And so that just like, it agitates me. So I'm just like, I've like, I've not been in a good headspace for weeks, but you know, been trying to tough it out. And like, the more you try and tough it out, the harder it gets. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a hundred percent true. I, I mean, I tweeted about this and I still firmly believe this, but I always try to just take the mindset and the approach of like, everybody is going through their own things and none of us know what anyone else is dealing with. So just like keep in the back of your mind that everybody's fighting their own battles and it may not look like your battles, but everybody's dealing with their own. So I, I just think, it takes more energy to be negative and to be mean to someone. I just, I have a really hard time with understanding why people can be so nasty to complete strangers and just be very careful in what you choose to say, because it carries a lot of weight. And what you say to one person may mean something completely different to another person. I think it's just, it's just a really good reminder that because everybody's going through their own things, you have no idea what impact your words or actions could have on someone else. Yeah. And I feel like there's always like a chain reaction with negativity. Like how many times have you had like a really bad day and then you like go to the coffee shop and someone compliments you or smiles at you and does something nice. And then instantly you're in a better mood or like conversely, like maybe you go to a coffee shop and then somebody like cuts in front of you or takes your order. And then when you try and point it out to them, they're, they're an asshole to you. Yeah. You know, like, and then you're, then you get upset and then you might snap at someone that you don't intend to, and then they get upset. And it's just like, yeah, it's like this chain reaction of negativity. Yeah. 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 
No, it is. Like, it weighs on you. And, you know, like I said, after a while, you kind of start believing these things and you should. Yeah. You, know, you know, the one thing I will share, and I, we can move on if, unless you guys have anything else to add, but I will say, like, my children throughout this whole thing have taught me a lot because, like, their entire world got flipped upside down, like, as well. You know, like, they went from waking up and going to school or going to, like, their daycare with all of their friends to one day, like, being at home, um, stripped from their routines, away from their friends, away from their family. And every single day, they get up and they do it all over again. And I try to just look at my kids and just learn from them to just, like, just imagine, like, that that impact on them and in their mind and and not even understanding or being able to wrap their heads around what is actually going on in the outside world but every single day they trust that that me and my husband will take care of their needs and that we're there for them and regardless of what's happening around the world they have us and i just think like Mm -hmm. the children throughout all of this man like we can look at them and really just learn from that also I, I love that you're posting your children, Brie. Like, I'm not a huge kid person. Uh, <laughs> That's okay. Like, I, I mean, I, I, I'm not. Like, I've gotten better about it, especially since, like, my first three years living in Ohio. I had a, you know, five, now eight-year-old living with me. I was living with my cousin and her young son, so I got a lot more patient and learned a lot more about children, and I've gotten much better with them. Um, but the fact that, but like, all your posts... They just, they brighten my day. I think my favorite one, well, aside from that one TikTok that Maddox tried to do, <laughs> but the other one that just absolutely, like the more I watched it, the happier it made me feel was where you did the snack challenge with them. Oh yeah. For mm-hmm. a reason. Mm-hmm. So you've got, you say you've got little dude yelling at Layla to not touch things. And then he like grabs it and <laughs> licks, licks it. it, which made me laugh. And then Layla, champ of the world, makes sure her marshmallow is not only in frame, but make sure that it's six pounds away from Maddox's marshmallow. I'm not kidding, Brie. When you posted that, I had to have watched it like six times in a row, just in tears watching it because it was so good. I was like, just everything about it was perfect. You know, Meredith, some behind the scenes on that, I like went to the bathroom and I went and stood there probably for like a good 40 seconds and I was like wow this is gonna be a really boring video like no way that they're they're actually doing anything and then when I like went and rewatched it I was like oh my god this is so funny like the conversation the licking I mean the six feet social distancing I was like okay like at least I know my kids listen like they're absorbing things I tell them yeah kudos to you and your husband too because I mean I can't imagine like I, I talk to my sister you know almost every day and my nieces, they now have um, Facebook Messenger for kids. So they blow up my phone all the time. Oh, amazing. <laughs> I know, but like, I can't imagine. Like, I know it's, you know, the kids are, they seem very happy. But like, I, as parents, like, you know, your whole world was flipped up too. Like, you had this routine where you'd get up and you go to work every day and you'd, you know, do this, come up for dinner, feed the kids, go to bed. Like, and everything just got, you know, morphed into one. And now everyone's always in the same place all the time. And like, kudos to all the parents for, you know, getting up every day and doing the homeschool and still doing the all the parenting stuff. Like that can't be easy on top of like actually working every day. Oh my gosh, I can't imagine. Yeah, in some sense, it's, it's definitely been an experience. I, I, there's gonna be a part of me that actually misses like being at home and working while also being with mm-hmm. them. Um, 
I have mixed emotions about that. I think it'll be tough for me. Yeah. Are you going to send them back to daycare? Yeah, daycare opens back up um, beginning of June in our world. And then I'm not sure like when I'll be going back into the office. But I'm assuming that'll be happening right around the same time. Yeah. Yeah, well, your office is in Pennsylvania, right? Yeah, and they are in worse shape than we are. Uh, <laughs> so they're like still in the... Okay. Yeah, they're, exactly. Pittsburgh is in <laughs> worse shape than we are. <laughs> Just look at those videos of Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, can we, we talk about that? Can we transition and talk about that for a minute? <laughs> yes, yes. Because I mean, we could probably just do hours on on COVID and how it's affecting us and how it's affecting <laughs> other people because it's just yeah. like it's our whole world right now. Like, and like you said, Brie, everyone is going through something different, and so it's just one of those things where just sharing experiences, like trying to get to the of all this, like we could on it, but. Um, but yeah, let's let's use PA being in bad shape to transition into uh, big old Ben. Yeah. Oh my so, God. Brittany, I haven't really been on uh -huh. Twitter much the last few days. And I logged on and uh -huh. your tweet happened to be the first thing that I saw. And it was the quote tweet of the Ben Roethlisberger. Did you watch the video? I didn't have the volume on, but I did watch oh, it. Oh, that was the best part. That was Meredith. Did you watch the video? I did. Yeah. Okay, Brie, I can't think of two things that go together less than Ben Roethlisberger and rap music. <laughs> so they had like this Drake song playing and like they had freeze frames of him and like it would black out and then it'd be his face and then he'd be throwing. And then Juju, they showed him getting a haircut at one point and uh, at the very end, Juju was like, he's back. Oh. And it was so cringy like this was i think it was like 39 40 seconds long of just it was torture yeah ugh. and i was like oh my god how could anyone like get excited for this man and then he got in trouble the pa governor yelled at him because he was getting a haircut Ooh, like in apparently a pa place. is not open yet yeah he was at a barber oh. shop he had like a cape on and everything oh no i wonder if he like outed this barber shop for, I guess, giving gorilla haircuts or like, <laughs> what's, no, it's not gorilla. What's the word I'm looking for? No, uh, bootleg, think, bootleg haircuts. I think you had it right. He's a gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> you had the right word. Yeah. So I didn't listen to it with the music, but I'm going to have to go back and do that. But like the video was enough for me. Uh, oh my God. I, like, and so, you know, I, because I work in Pittsburgh, I've already shared this. I have a lot of coworkers that are Steelers fans. So, of course, I'm getting inundated with this, like, video, like, sending me text messages, sending me via DMs yeah. on Twitter. And I literally had to respond and be like, I can't see this because Big Ben blocked me. Like, it was like he sent me the video from his account. I have no idea why I'm blocked from Big Ben. Um, that's like Big a Ben has everyone yeah, blocked, Are you I blocked, think. Brittany? I, that's a badge of... Oh, That's hell yeah, I'm blocked. I talk so much shit about Big Ben. I talk more shit about him than anyone, like, ever. <laughs> I don't think I've... Him and James Winston. I don't know if I've ever oh, tweeted him, though. Like, that's the bizarre thing to me. I think he's one of those... Like, he goes on there and searches his name. Ew. That's so weird. Yeah, because I've never tweeted him either, but, like, I yeah, I talk shit about him all the time. I hate Big Ben <laughs> with a yeah, passion. That's, that's a badge of honor right there. Yeah. To be blocked. I mean, I'm I'm not... I don't know if I'm actually blocked by anyone... I might be if I am. I, I don't know, but oh my god! Wait, if you I don't know if you're blocked by anyone. 
Yeah, because like, well, because I've never like gone to like a profile and it and it has said like so and so has blocked you. Oh my Actually, god! No, it's like half of my. <laughs> One, it was like a few it was a while back it was like this radio station in central ohio i think that i literally never heard of like someone did something and tagged them and i was like oh i heard of this radio station so i went and i was blocked and so i was i i don't know how how that came up but i was like uh, okay oh yeah i apparently offended a radio station in central ohio at oh. <laughs> Meredith. <laughs> here i am you made it you're in the club <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think the other thing i just the last thing on big ben like i just look at him though and i'm like oh like if i were a steelers fan like i still don't know if i could root for this guy like i just like something about him just really bothers me and i i don't know how they ever I did know. I don't know, like, like everything about him is just disgust. Like, not I'm not calling him ugly yeah. or anything, but like, just him as a human. You know what? Let's talk about something else because I don't want to. I'm trying not to be mean. <laughs> I'm trying to be like nice. I feel this is a good use of your mean energy against Big Ben. Like, that's okay. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know well, what? I'm trying to be a good person. I'm trying to get into heaven in case I have coronavirus. <laughs> Guys, I have a sore throat. I'm not doing well. Oh, no. I can't spend my last few days talking shit about Big Ben. I uh, I will get my mom to airmail you some matzo ball soup. It's the secret of my people. I love it. It's the, the cure all is matzo ball soup. My people. <laughs> you know, you're my people. <laughs> you're my people too. Well, listen, just keep monitoring your sore throat because there's more testing available. I had to go to the flu clinic one in Youngstown um, to get tested. So you should, depending on how you're feeling in the next few days, they you may be able to get a test, both of you. Well, I was supposed to go into work Maybe tomorrow, yeah, but really don't. Um, I don't think I'm going to no. if I have a sore throat. I, I mean, well, my, my fever spiked, um, but it's come down since then. And that's why I think it's allergies because this has happened to me before and like, and this happens to me regularly, like before coronavirus was a thing, like usually when the weather changes um, or there's like a big, huge swing or there's like a high pollen count, like I'll start to get really like my allergies will start to flare up. I'll start to feel like shit. And then my fever spikes and then I'm like incapacitated for a few hours and then I'm better. (laughs) So if it was like, if it was different, like if I had other symptoms that I haven't had before, then I would start to get worried. But I think because this is something that I've experienced in the past and like it wasn't anything serious I'm just gonna keep on but um like my my boss was very much like if you guys have any symptoms if you have the virus if and if this this and this he's like you better not come in yeah like and he was like dead set serious to the point where like I feel like he would like my my boss's office is like right by the entrance to our side of the building and I could actually see him like physically blocking people from getting in if there was like any kind of symptoms because he just wants everyone to stay healthy because we're on such a skeleton crew as it is yeah um that if one more person goes home then he has to figure out how to call somebody in to take their place because there's like a minimum amount of people required to to make things happen and so if we don't have you know those two people in the office if someone has to leave then he has to worry about finding someone else and 
you know, right now, even our reserves, like even our fill-ins are, you know, <laughs> questionable. So, yeah. You guys, no, I get it. So, um, the yeah. question though, guys, and I saw, I think it was maybe Ken Carmen last night posted this question and he's, he said, you know, um, if you could choose who the Steelers would start this year at quarterback, who would you want them to start? Who would you guys want? The, who, who would you want the Steelers to start this year? Ooh. I mean, part of me wants Big Ben to start and beat them with Big Ben as the starter. Yeah, I think I think that's what Did Ken he? said too. He's like, I want the best. Yeah, yeah. Like, I would agree with that. I, I don't need to see Mason. See, like, I'm on the I'm on the total spectrum of this, guys. I want their <laughs> worst. <laughs> if I never have to see Ben's face again, that will be the best day of my life. But wouldn't it be I, so uh, satisfying though if uh, we beat him? Yes, and like, I've heard I just of- want him to disappear <laughs> off the face of the earth. He will I don't eventually. care about beating him anymore. I just want him gone. Like he will I will eventually. Well, like I want eventually to be right now. <laughs> what were you talking about? Time is time is a construct or whatever yeah. before the show. <laughs> yeah. Well, like now though, like now at this time right now, I want Ben gone. This is the time for me. I think so. Bring on oh, Mason God, or he's so, Duck. He's just as Duck. bad, Mason. Yeah. In a different way, though. Yeah. Isn't you know he, what I mean? Isn't like, he like dating someone from yes. The Bachelor? Like, I think yeah. I saw. So, and that's the only reason why, like, I, I don't watch The Bachelor, but this came up in my feed because it had Mason Rudolph. Like, I guess there were, people were getting mad because I guess the social media influencers are like just completely throwing all caution to the wind because they want to get their likes and sponsorships or whatever the fuck they get on Instagram. Um, so I guess there was like this girl who, they said it was a social influencer, but then it turns out she was on The Bachelor, and I guess she's like dating Mason Rudolph or something like that. And they were seen in yeah, public, Anna Ann. like within six. Yeah, they were like less than six feet from each other. Wow, scandalous! Right? Was it a parking lot date? I I think well, they were outside, so it could have been. O M G. Maybe she's posting posting it for for the gram get those likes <laughs> did you guys see all that controversy going on with i don't know if you i don't and i didn't know these people even existed until the other day but with barstool like those two no, podcaster girls I have no idea i just read like, about that today on? yes i first of all their show is called call her daddy yes. is that right yeah did i say that i, I sound so old <laughs> saying things like that <laughs> Call her daddy. <laughs> no, but apparently they have this like raunchy show on Barstool where they talk about how I guess men are terrible <laughs> and I'm paraphrasing all that or I'm just making it up completely. I don't know. But from my understanding, which is about that much, um some weird looking guy, he looks like he is like a like a mortician or something. He's now <laughs> dating. I should like give summaries of things. Yeah. I should just spend like an entire episode just giving summaries. The guy is dating this girl. Her name's Sophia. And her and her friend, Alexis, or some Alex maybe, they are now breaking up. And they were making $500,000 an episode or something, or maybe just total, but they wanted more money. Ooh. And, you know, Whoever that guy, what's his name? Dave Porkney? Por- 
<laughs> what is Portnoy? Is that, is that close? Portnoy. Portnoy. Okay. So, and I guess like he's like slamming them and stuff. So it made me really appreciate what we do, ladies. And I hope you liked my summary. <laughs> that was beautiful. That was perfect. That was absolutely perfect. Um, I, I started reading up a little bit on it today because I guess like the mortician guy is a producer for Fox or something like that or Fox Sports. And I think he's been trying to get them to leave Barstool. But if I understand really like Barstool owns the rights to the call her daddy name. And that's where a lot of it like comes into. So if they left they wouldn't be able to take their podcast with them. So, and then of course, like Dave Portnoy, anytime someone challenges him, like in the slightest, he has to go nuclear, which is what he does every single and time. Like that's like kind of an ass. That that's his brand is to just go absolutely nuclear over the smallest thing. So, um, I'm still like, I'm kind of interested in it, but also kind of not. Um, I will admit I do listen to some barstool podcasts. Some of them are like not bad. I listen to, um, no quitters, which is like a challenge one for the, um, from MTV's challenge. Cause I'm a nerd. Ah, there you go. Yeah. So it's like for that MTV show that I started watching when I was 11 and still haven't stopped watching. So <laughs> they, they have theirs. I was in quitters. And then like, I'll listen to KFC radio just because I find it entertaining and it's just like general sports. And as far as barstool guys go, they're some of the least offensive ones there. So interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, they put out some good content, some questionable content. Like, I mean, obviously they're doing something right because they're making lots and lots of money. So I'm a little jealous of that. So. I was going to say, maybe they'll pick up That's What B said. I just hey, guys, we're not raunchy enough for Barstool, okay? <laughs> <laughs> we need to raunch it up if we're going to be on Call Her Daddy. <laughs> I hate saying that so much. Call Her Daddy. <laughs> it makes me want to die. <laughs> Um, I have a question for you guys. Uh oh. You think we're gonna get any sports anytime soon? I know that like MLB has been going back and forth, and I do want to talk about that a little bit because mm-hmm. it's been said that there is a possibility that the MLB could start up by July fourth, but there's a lot of rules that they would be obviously implementing based on everything that's going on. Um, I think they have the Korean baseball league to learn from and to use some tactics there. But I think what I found the most interesting about this are some of the players that have been speaking out about their frustrations from a pay standpoint, which I think is a really, really bad look given the fact that there are, is a significant portion of the country collecting unemployment right now. For sure. Um, I only have one comment to make about this, and then I'll let Meredith sound off because, Meredith, (laughs) this is your bread and butter. I only have one comment to make about this whole thing, and it's anytime millionaires are fighting with billionaires, (laughs) I exit the conversation (laughs) completely. I tune it out and look at something else. I can't stomach that. So go ahead, Meredith. (laughs) well to answer whether or not we're gonna have sports that's a really really tough question to answer um like germany brought back soccer and korea brought back baseball but i mean they those countries handled the virus very very differently than than we did um you know the government 
in those countries have a lot more control over their citizens. There's a lot less freedoms there. So I think they were much, it was much easier for them to say like, okay, well, when we tell you to do something, you're going to do it. Um, so they were able to contain it a lot faster, but also, and, and I saw this on John Oliver this weekend, he did a whole segment on the coronavirus and sports, which was a very, very surreal thing for me to watch because he essentially like summed up in 15 minutes, like what we've been talking about for the past two months. Um, but one of the numbers that he pointed out that I didn't realize was that if MLB wanted to do a bubble season, which is one of the proposals that they had, upwards of 10,000 people would have to be completely quarantined Ooh. and like actually, like actually quarantined, mm-hmm. uh, meaning that they would have to be in one place. They would not be able to interact with anybody, um, you know, outside of their little bubble, so to speak. Like one of the head coaches of the Bundesliga, which is the German soccer league, he they're quarantined and he went out to the drugstore to get some toothpaste and now he's missing the first like two games of the season because they were like well you didn't actually quarantine if you went out to the store because you interacted with people and now you're you know now you're out so that's Mm -hmm. one of the things that is really interesting to look at because that could be the future and it's going to be very very difficult to quarantine that many people um and then i agree with you Britt. it's really a bad look for the millionaires to be arguing with billionaires. Cause here's one thing that I just don't, that drives me crazy about baseball is that you've got the players complaining about their pay, which in a way I'm pro player because they're the employees and I'm also, I mean, I'm always pro employee and employee mm-hmm. rights, but you got these employees, AKA the baseball players saying, well, we're not making any money. And then you've got the owner saying, well, we're not making any money. And I'm like, guys, People are buying baseball merchandise. People are going to these games. Like you can't have literally every single person in in this company claim that they're losing money. Like this doesn't make sense. The numbers don't add up. So I get very, very frustrated by that. And I think I saw a baseball writer tweeting about that also and kind of saying that I think he's trying to figure out where the books are and he's like trying to get access to those books to open them up because I'd be really, really curious to see how much money the owners are quote unquote losing every time they play a game, you know, like if you're losing money every time you play a baseball game, you can't afford to play to pay Bryce Harper, $300 million. You know, you can't pay Mike Trout $250 million. If you are losing money, I can't even even look at these numbers. (laughs) I got, okay. Since I've been on quarantine, my spending habits, like the stuff that I order online has gotten progressively more ridiculous. <gasps> Me too. I can't imagine what I would do with like $250 million. <laughs> I got that stimulus check and I'm like, oh, I bought, um, let's see, I bought like four pairs of tennis shoes. I And this is where things go awry. First of all, I bought this jean jacket and if you guys could just look <laughs> at it. <laughs> because I've been wearing it nonstop for like four days because I love it so much. But like, look at how massive this thing is. I love it. Is it destructed as well? It's. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's super. Like, look love. at it. It's super cute. Yeah. So I've been. I, I bought this thing. Um. I bought. Oh, those browns pants, like the orange browns pants, yes. like the leggings. Oh, the leggings that look like they were supposed to like look like the the uniform pants, right? Have yeah, you yeah, yeah. Those yet, Brittany? So I bought those. Mine haven't arrived. Oh my gosh! Yeah, what? I got them last week. Okay, mine shipped yeah, from like Latvia. Like... I'm not even lying. Okay. And it ha- like it shipped in. Mine, mine was a, mine shipped from uh, Pennsylvania, I think. Okay, I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> you need to check on that, please. Legit... Because I got mine a week after you, or I ordered a week after you and got it last yeah, week. Yeah, it shipped, I think, the week of the draft, and it's still not here. Because I thought oh, I was going to be able to wear oh, them God. for the draft, and here we are a month later. Oh, no. I want to check that yeah, tracking check number. <laughs> but also, my favorite purchase... Well, I bought collagen, which I've actually been putting in everything because I don't know, I'm going to this, oh, it's almost my birthday. A month from now is my birthday. So like now I feel very old and I'm just like, I bought collagen. I bought this LED face mask, oh. which looks like I put it on and I look like fan of the Jared opera. posted your picture. And, yeah. Did you guys like, have you ever heard no. of these things? No. What? So what is it? I saw it and I was like, is she... Because I'm on a scary movie kick. Like, that's what uh -huh. I've been doing um, in my time at home. And I was like, is she, is she Jason? Yeah. Like, yeah. like <laughs> <laughs> I sit there with this thing on my face. And you put it on for, like, 20 or 30 minutes. And they have, like, seven different, like, colors. So, like, red light does a specific <laughs> thing. And blue light does a specific thing. And, you know, like, whatever. But, like, they're all for your, like, you know, wrinkles. and Because I have these smile lines that I hate. Because I smile all the time. Which is a good thing, but also, like, because I have, like, chubby cheeks, you know, I have these lines that, because my poor smile has to, like, hold up these massive cheeks, <laughs> and it just, as I get older, like, they're just, like, falling into my face, so I need things to, like, help with that without, like, getting Botox or anything, um, so I got this LED mask, which I really like, actually. Uh, it was, like, kind of stupid price, but... You know, I'm rich now, so I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I am loaded, ladies. Oh, man. Not really, but anytime I have more than, like, $400 to my name, I to me, that's loaded. Go. So, Enjoy. yeah. Enjoy. There I am. My, uh, yeah, my stimu stimulus check went straight to uh, pay my rent. <laughs> that's where it went. And it was really bad. So I was joking around with one of my friends because I, I live pretty close to Rocky river. And so that's one of the places that I go to run. And one of the days I went, it was like one of those 65 degree sunny days. Mm. And there were like 15 people with kayaks and they just looked so happy out on the river in their little kayaks. And I'm like looking at them <laughs> and I like snapped a picture and I sent it to one of my best friends. And I was like, it is a damn good thing that I need this stimulus money for rent. Otherwise I'd be using it to buy myself a kayak right now. <laughs> you know, I will say though, like you can't buy a bike anywhere. Like bikes really bikes are like a hundred, like completely sold out. Um, I actually went wow. inside an actual target store over the weekend. Um, <gasps> and you survived. I survived. Like, okay. So I had to go because I had to get some pharmaceuticals for an upcoming procedure. So I just wanted to go make sure I could see everything, buy what I actually needed. And um, I walked down the bike aisle. It was literally, literally empty, like completely empty. Wow. So people are obviously doing all the outdoorsy things. But yeah, can't buy a bike. Did not know that. Yeah, I've, I, I think I have to get the wheels on my bike. Oh, true. They're, they were sitting in a my bike was sitting in a garage for like a year. So it needs some tuning. Uh, before I take it out. Um, what I have seen at, at the park, and it's actually kind of cool, and I really want to like approach this girl and become her friend, but I'm like pretty convinced that she's a roller derby girl because there's this girl that just, she skates around Lakewood Park like all the time. 
and she looks very strong and very intimidating. And she's got these like hot pink roller skates. And I'm just like, I wonder if she's a derby girl. And I'm like, can I be Meredith, a derby girl? I feel like you would be the <laughs> perfect derby girl. <laughs> you would, yeah, you would be a good derby girl. I feel like I'd have to be the whip. I think I'm that's sorry, like the, the, the small one. On the, t- the, the whip? Now we've become call me yeah, daddy. This is like- <laughs> <laughs> Remember in Friends when Chandler was like, whoa. <laughs> And I, I'm blanking on some of the like finer details of the rules of roller derby, but you've got like the two teams skating out around the rink simultaneously, and you have to get your whip around a certain number of times before the other one gets their their whip around. And usually the whip is like the small girl, and they call her the whip because you can literally whip her <laughs> around. And oh then like some, of, like some of the larger girls are the ones that like beat the shit out of each other to like. <laughs> Keep them from blocking your whip. So I was like, well, I'm like 5'2", so maybe I can be the whip. But yeah, I want to like become friends with this girl and like learn about her roller skating life and maybe this get myself will, a pair of roller skates. What? When the three of us hang out, I should just like whip you guys around. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I got these long like limbs and then you guys are like this big. So I'll just walk, well, it'd be like a parade walking down the street and we just yeah, whipping you. I think you. I've actually well, um, like shrunk since I've been on lockdown. Um... Oh my gosh. Well, yeah, I, I'm not sure. I've been also taking collagen, Brittany. I'm on the collagen train as well. <gasps> yes. um, I, yeah, I was I was taking it for a while, but I ran out and I can't afford to buy. I'm going to look like I'm 20 next month, guys. Get ready. <laughs> I mean, that is the one good thing about being at home more is I do feel like I do like masks more and, and do a lot of more self-care mm-hmm. just because I have the time and I don't go anywhere. But I do miss like putting on like real clothes and I just refuse to do that at home. Like there's no reason for that. <laughs> I, I mean, no there's no, like there's not, and it, when I have to go back to the office, it's going to be, it's going to be a shock. Cause I have not put on a pair of jeans since March. So I'm not sure what's, <laughs> what's going to happen. Well, well, here's another question that I've been kind of wondering, especially for my friends who have like those office jobs. Like if you're able to successfully do your job, at home, like, do you actually have to go back to the office? Because I, I saw that Twitter is, Twitter is making their like remote working policy permanent now. So like, if you're a Twitter yeah. employee, you can now work from home for the rest of your life. Which I'm like, if that was like, if if I worked for Twitter and they were like, hey, work from home for the rest of your life, I'd be like, okay, peace. I'm leaving San Francisco because I don't feel like paying ten thousand dollars a month for a yeah, studio bedroom. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, if you can work remotely. And get paid a Twitter salary, like go to a like you could go to Chicago and be paying like half the rent of what you're paying in San Francisco. That would be my first move. Although I was you reading, come to uh, Cleveland and be it. like a millionaire, exactly. right? You could you could buy half of downtown on a Twitter yeah. salary, basically. <laughs> need to need to figure out how to work for Twitter, man. Same. I mean, to answer your question, right? though, Meredith, I actually am very surprised at how much we've been able to accomplish remotely. Um, so I do hope that there is some sort of a change, at least like weekly, monthly, whatever. But I do have to like physically see things in person. So that's like the one hang up where I don't think we'll be given more time to work from home. That's been the most challenging piece. Yeah. Yeah. Especially since you have to drive to Pennsylvania. I feel like that's got it. Cause like when I, when I lived in DC for a short period, I had a job in Baltimore and I absolutely refused to move to Maryland because 
screw Maryland. <laughs> but, um, no, I was, <laughs> so I was commuting from DC to Baltimore every day. And that was like a two hour drive one way. Like it was so long. And my quality, my quality of life was just awful because I spent four hours a day in my car. So I could, I could imagine having that opportunity to work from home and just the, like not having a commute. Like your commute is from your bedroom to your basement yeah. or wherever you have have your office set up. I, the other thing that I would touch on during this lockdown. So Brittany, I'm also trying to like reverse age myself. Um, and I, I look young, like just, I'm short, but I also have a baby face and I get that. And I also am not Mm -hmm. wearing normal clothes. So I've been like taking my dogs for walks. Um, and you know, being outside with the kids and stuff and all of the like teenagers in the neighborhood have come out because they're not actually doing anything outside of like, socially distancing like there's a lot of basketball being played there's like outdoor parties happening but today I like went to take my dogs for a walk and there were like three teenage boys like walking by and I was wearing like a tie-dye sweatshirt (laughs) some like really aggressive leopard leggings my Crocs with socks (laughs) and like my hair was like kind of in this like high pony and I'm pretty sure they thought I was like a 16 year old girl that like went to like a different school (laughs) One of my like favorite moments after I graduated college, um, my parents live pretty close to George Mason University. Um, so after I graduated college, I moved back home um, before I was able to get on my feet again. And I would go out running and I would like run to George Mason University. I'd run around Patriot Circle, which is like the main part of campus and home. And like, I can't count how many times I got mistaken for a student like while I was there. And I was like, yeah. No, I'm not some creepy 25-year-old, like, just randomly coming to a college campus of teenagers. No, I'm, I'm also 18 and going to class. Thanks, guys. What time is poli-sci 101? Man. Well, this has been a fun episode, you guys. We want to touch on anything else? Um, No, because I wrote Last Dance in here, but I haven't watched it since episode four. So oh like god. that was more for you guys if you wanted to, but yeah. Oh my god, I like I was losing my mind on the finale for a few reasons. Like the pizza story is just outrageous to begin with, but also, and this is just me, I was really upset that they never covered a single solitary second of the fact that Michael Jordan played yes! in Washington D.C. That he was a member of the Wizards, and I was like. Are you gonna even like talk about how he treated Kwame Brown? Like let's like let's let's get to that part of the Jordan doc, but no. They yeah. ended it. It's like, oh, bulls are done in ninety-nine. That means I'm also done too. It's like no, and like he tries so hard to rewrite uh-huh. history, and I think he's trying yes. to like write his time with the wizards out I of totally history. Agree. But like that was such a crazy team. Like Tyron Liu was on that wizards team, Christian Lettner was on that wizards team. Like, I wanna see a documentary on like on paper, an amazing team that was shit. Like, that's the basketball that I grew up. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's interesting. He definitely glossed over that as if, like, once once they won that last championship, he rode off into the sunset. But also, he didn't talk about his personal life at all. Like, didn't mention no. his wife, the divorce. He really didn't talk about his children that much. Like, I just thought there were so many things left out. And I, I know it was the last dance, so it was solely focused on that time period but they delved into so much about other players profiles it it was just 
yeah, that was a little bit bizarre. It was still good. Still really good nonetheless. And I'm really happy that they put that out for us to watch it during this time. But yeah, all I could think about was I can't wait to see what LeBron's documentary is. Because you know 100% he's going to want a one of this. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so we we actually talked about this day. I have to go through this. I have to find the timeline if I can. Um, so one of the things that we talked about today um, at work was uh, what what would you like to see given the last dance treatment? And a lot of people were talking about the 2016 cast. And I was like, well, that's interesting. But I would much rather see, like, this would be like a 30-part docuseries on the 2017 Cavs. Because mm-hmm. that season might be the most like darkest timeline season of basketball mm-hmm. to ever happen. Yeah. And like there's this timeline and it's like 45 different things that happen in that season, including these monster trades that wound up trading Channing yeah. Fry twice. Soup throwing incident? Derek- <laughs> yes, the soup throwing was 2017. Derek Rose disappearing and then showing up married. Like that was 2017. Um, like Isaiah, like the Isaiah oh, Thomas, yeah. Kevin Love stuff was 2017. Like there was just the 2017 Cavaliers team is the biggest mess. And I was and like, I want to see is... everything that happened, like with, you know, the behind the scenes of the Kyrie trade. Yeah. And what all felt, I want to know everything that fell apart and what that was like, like that's uh, the championship is great. Cool. But, like, I want to know everything that happened after yeah. that. Like, where did everything go yeah. wrong? That's what I want to see. Yeah, so that was the Kyrie. That was, yeah, t- 2017 was the year that we lost Channing Fry and then got Channing Fry back. That was the year. I think we had, like, Dwayne Wade for, like, five minutes yes. during, <laughs> during yeah. that season. Like, there's just the amount of things that happened in the 2017 season. Like, you can't write that. No, so was I was crazy. just like. I was like, as exciting as the 2016 Cavaliers were, like the 2017 Cavaliers were so much more I mean, interesting. I, I can't wait until the 2019 Browns documentary gets released. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, okay, so I feel like that would have to be like a series. Like, I feel like you'd have to see Jackson and end with Freddie Kitchens <laughs> because there was, there was a lot of crazy shit that happened between like Hugh and Sashi. Because much like Channing Fry, we lost Andrew Barry and then we got Andrew Barry back. So yeah. like it's just like I feel like it's more than just like the 2019 Browns, I think, was like a culmination of just years and years and years of this happening. So I feel like yeah. you'd have to start. Was it 2016 was Hugh Jackson's first year or was it 2015? 2015. So, yeah, you'd have to like, I, yeah, if you start with the 2015 Browns and then go all the way up through 2019, although we got a little snippet of that with uh, Hard Knocks. In 2018. Yeah. Listen, when the Browns win the Super Bowl this year in 2021, I guess that's next year technically, but this football season, then we they will publish a documentary of everything that happened in order for the Browns to get here. And we've we've all been alluding to this, but this will be the year that the Browns like make a playoff run and there's there would be no fans in the stands. Um there would be like a possibility that like an <laughs> NFL player would contract COVID and then the entire season would shut down as the Browns are like making their Super Bowl run. That's like what I would predict yes. to happen. Or 100%. what if, or if the Browns do win the Super Bowl and then we can't have a parade because at that point, like, you can't have a gathering yeah. of one point three million people in downtown Cleveland. Socially distancing. <laughs> although, although you'd think that 
because I think 1.3 was the estimate for the Cavaliers parade. I feel like the Browns would get 10 times that. Oh yeah. Like people would come from like Dayton <laughs> up, up for a Browns parade. So, and then all of a sudden they'd be like, sorry guys. So actually you could do that because there's a lot of suburbs that claim to be part of Cleveland. Like you could have people marching like out in Youngstown and that'll be like socially be distant. Like if they start in Cleveland, <laughs> start in Cleveland and like end in Youngstown and it'll be like the 5 million people that would show up to the parade, but we're all being properly. There you right? go. I like it. Right. Yeah. We need to figure that out for sure. That's, we're what, we're gonna, that's what we're going to do when the Browns on the Super Bowl. You guys. Hell yeah. All right, ladies. Should we wrap this show up? Yeah, I think we did a good job. Yes. So. This, this was, was fun. Good. I'm glad I got to talk to I'm you glad guys. You... And thank you to everyone who joined yes, us. Thank you all yes. for sticking with us. We know that we tend to always run into streaming issues, but we so appreciate you sticking with us. We appreciate everyone that is downloading us and listening to this podcast. Shout out to my queens, Brittany and Meredith, for a wonderful episode. We talked about some serious business on this podcast, but all very important nonetheless. So for everyone out there listening, stay safe, stay healthy, reach out to us if you need to chat. We are all here. It's important that we take care of ourselves and each other. Be nice to people. Don't forget to download us, subscribe, find us on Hot Mics, and we'll talk to you guys next week. 